Hey everybody, I was on the live stream for the first Indian podcast on Pieces of Works channel. The stream was a little bit choppy, but we had a lot of fun, and I had recorded it from my end, uh, just so that I would have a backup, but when we were done, I uh, thought it turned out pretty good, and I sent it over to Corey from Pieces of Work, and also to Jimmy from Jimmy Cage, and we're all going to upload it on, on our own channels um, Corey said, yeah, upload it. I don't care if it's uploaded three times. So here is the podcast that we were all a part of. If you're not already, go subscribe to Pieces of Work and Jimmy Cage. We had a lot of fun. Also, the audio version of this is going to be on my SoundCloud. So check that out. Without further ado, here is the first episode of the podcast on Pieces of Work's YouTube channel. Okay, looks like we are live. Hello, everyone. This is the very first Indian Cinema Podcast. Thank you so much, whoever's watching live now and whoever will watch this afterwards. Today, I have Jimmy Cage. Jimmy. Hi, everybody. So my name is Jimmy Cage. <laughs> I'm Dennis the Body Master here. And we have a YouTube channel called Jimmy Cage where we review Indian movies. We do one review each week. And yeah, we are from Germany originally, and now we are living in Vienna, Austria. So we will try to uh, speak English as fluently as we can. Yeah. Nice. And with me, Matt from Coricon Nala. Hello. My last name is German, but I can't speak it. So all you'll hear is English from me. Um, but yeah, I do two channels. I do American movies and stuff on Coricon Nerd. And Korakan Nala, I do Indian films, all of the different languages, whether it be Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam, Bengali, Marathi, like it, language doesn't matter to me. So I try my best. I don't always have time to get content up as fast and easy as everyone else, but uh, I get stuff out there. So <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right. So. First question I have for you guys, well, for you guys watching at home, I'll tell you this. You might be asking to yourself, why are there four white dudes talking about Indian <laughs> cinema right now? I've reached out to quite a few YouTubers. I do have more episodes of this podcast planned with other people. Um, there was one guy that wanted to be available today, but he couldn't, so we've postponed that for another time. Uh, the thing is with YouTubers... More often than not, they don't respond to me. I don't know why that is. I've reached out to quite a few channels, channels that are bigger than me, channels that are smaller than me, channels that are the same size. Like, I don't care. I'll collaborate with anyone. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, people are a bit strange. Like, I've had some interesting requests from people. Uh, but more often than not, they just don't respond, which is uh, funny. A lot of people ask me to reach out to Jabby Coey, um, I would collaborate with Jabby Koei. I have nothing against it, but I don't think he would collaborate with me because I would probably ask him some questions he wouldn't be comfortable with. Um, but, you know, I'm still open-minded to that. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Matt. Why Indian films? And let me, I'll add a little bit more to that. Are you doing this just for views and to become famous and rich. 
If I wanted to do this to become famous and rich, I would be famous and rich by now. I've been doing this for three years. Um, no, I'm not doing this for views. Uh, if you've seen my channel, even the earlier stuff, I started with American movies. You know, in October of 2015, I was doing... Uh, the reason I started is I saw some reaction videos. I thought I could do that, and I tried, and I did very poorly. But <laughs> I got better. And then in January of 2016, uh, I had somebody send me the trailer for Bahubali and asked me to review it. The reason I had no problem with that is because my father has been a huge fan of Indian movies for probably the past 20 years. And it's always been in my house. I just didn't really watch that many of them with him. I would see one from time to time, like Gajani or uh, Iga, you know, something like that. Uh, he really liked some of the older ones. He was always looking for really great tracking shots of, like, battles. And so I would watch those with him. So Indian movies and also Hong Kong, Japanese, all those kind of movies. My dad loved Jackie Chan. Before he was famous out here, he would ship over... Uh, you know, original VHS tapes of Drunken Master 2 and stuff like that. So international movies and subtitles have always been in my house. So when I got the Bahubali trailer sent to me, I was like, okay, sure, why not? And when I saw it, it blew me away because I didn't know that the cinematography level had gone up that high in Indian cinema. And so I, I was shocked and the first thing I did was go and get the movie, and I reviewed it. Me and my dad sat down and watched Bahubali. He loved it as well. And after I reviewed the movie, what I didn't know, that was during the second wave of Indian reactors. I did not know about Jabby Kuei and Bali Fools and uh, Toma Puck and all of them until people told me about them. I was the only reactor of the time that actually watched the movie and reviewed it. And so I got a huge influx of followers after that. I was gaining like a thousand subs a month for about six months. And it was insane. But uh, I've never done anything for views. Like my videos are usually longer. If I wanted views, I would keep them to about five minutes. But I end up reviewing and going through the trailer afterwards. And I pretty much just talk until I feel that I'm done talking. I don't keep track of time. I don't have pretty models on my channel. Mm. I'm, I'm just an old, fat, hairy guy that likes to talk about movies. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that go against me being popular. If uh, I wanted to be popular, I would be like really outgoing and excited. But I figure if I just be myself... Mm. then the audience will find me and that's yep. kind of how i treat it yeah um, that's exactly the same path i have taken and that's the reason why well all you guys are on this podcast um i've been quite vocal about reactions um i i personally don't like them like it's okay that you guys do them i don't like them and i would never do them myself but the difference between you guys and certain other YouTubers, uh, pretty much most other, well, the, the ones that would class themselves as reactors, that's all they do. They literally just react 
all day, every day to trailers. Jabby Koe is one of them. There are plenty of others out there that don't just do like Indian cinema. They do other stuff as well. But what pisses me off about them is they watch these things with having no intention of ever seeing the film. And you guys actually, you'll react to something and then, you know, a few weeks later or a month later, oh, there's the review. So I'm okay with that. I, I've had people ask me to do reactions, but I just can't, I don't have that personality where I can just go over the top and I don't know, maybe if I did a couple of lines of cocaine, I don't take <laughs> drugs, but maybe that would help. Who knows? Well, can, um, I, can I chime in on that? Yes, real quick? of course. So I agree with you on reaction channels that what they need to do, especially when you look at copyright laws is they need to be transformative and add something of value to the video. Otherwise you're just, you know, you're just stealing a trailer, which I don't really see a movie trailer as something that can be copyrighted just because it's promotional material. It's marketing. They pay people to show it. So I don't understand why they would get angry if we're promoting it. But anyway, if you just watch the trailer and you have like in the beginning, Hey, you should subscribe to my channel. And then you react. Mm. And then afterwards you're like, that was cool. Make sure to hit the like button. And that's all you do. What's the point? You're not adding any value to that. What I'd like to do is if you cut out the reaction of my video, it would not change the value of it. So I want my review part to be longer than the actual trailer. I want to analyze things, talk about color and lighting and cinematography and little tips and things of what I think is going to be in the story. So when I, and I've done this in the past where I get a copyright block, I'll just cut the reaction out and it doesn't really change the content at all. It's as if I just reviewed the trailer. So there's a huge difference between reaction channels and reaction review channels. And I consider myself more of a review channel. Now, I may not be able to see all the movies that I react to. And uh, what I've been doing lately is I'll do a live stream and just do live reactions to whatever trailers people ask me to do as long as I can do it. But I, th I think you need to add the value and have just the reaction part be a little cherry on top. That's kind of nice, but not needed. Right. Cool. Jimmy and Dennis, over to you guys. Um, okay. why, why Indian cinema? So let me first start with saying that it was very similar with Matt because Bahubali was also our movie that pretty much drove us into doing Indian cinema. I also started a channel three years ago with uh, American movies. I did some international movies as well because, as I said, we are living in Austria. So we, oh, I did some uh, Austrian movies, German movies, also some stuff from France. And then uh, there was this guy, I want to give him a shout out, uh, Shritan Varma. He commented my 1,000 subscribers video and asked if I could do Indian reviews and if I have seen Bahubali. And of course, I haven't. I pretty much had no connection to Indian cinema before. And uh, then it was in the beginning of last year. I finally saw Bahubali, the beginning, and it totally blew me away. Like Matt said, the cinematography was so crazy and the movie had so much energy. And uh, after I've watched it, I've told Dennis about it. Dennis, Dennis has a little bit more of a connection to Bollywood, I think. Um, yeah, well, 
I always had an interest for Indian movies because, yeah, well, it's 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 like this in the in the nineties. Indian movies in Germany came on TV, but it it's it were always on this on these, you know, on these channels where there's always just garbage the whole day. You can all you can only see garbage. And if you if you switch to the channel, you always see Shah Rukh Khan singing something and dancing, and you 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 thought, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> and uh, um, I guess when I was studying at the university here in Vienna, I, I went to a lecture about Bollywood, Bollywood movies. And that's when it started. I guess it, it's about it's 2007 or 2008 or something. And I saw Mother India and I saw some 70s movies with Amitabh Bachchan. And the, the interest grew. And then I saw Yoda Akbar, a movie that I really, really liked. It's, it's, I, I guess it's, it's 10 years, 10 years, 10 years old maybe. or so. I haven't seen it since, so maybe that changed. But when he saw Bahubali and he told me, hey, you have to watch this crazy movie. And yeah, well, I watched it and then we, came, we, we got this idea of doing reviews. And well, I'm just I'm more of the guy who just shows up <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once a week, shows up and yeah. uh, writes, writes a, bit, a little bit of the text. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still doing uh, most American releases each week. But uh, we we said let's do one Indian movie review each week at least, and I think since the beginning of this year we are doing that. And uh, to make something clear, of course, we know Bahubali is not Bollywood. We know that <laughs> it was a big mistake yeah. because in our review we called it uh, Buddy because he's then the Bali master. Buddy loves Bollywood. Bahubali movie review, which was a big mistake because of course it's it's Telugu language, uh, which we addressed in the review. But you know. Yeah. Uh, like it is on YouTube. The only comment that we got it's, is that, yeah. dude, it's not Bollywood. And yeah, we know it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but, so that's how we got into it. And since then, there was so much feedback, so much positivity from the guys. And uh, like it is with your channels, we get so many movie recommendations, what we should watch and review. And uh, there are also people who ask that we react to trailers, but... We are not doing trailer reactions. I only did one trailer reaction in my life for uh, Captain America Civil War, which was terrible. I felt so awkward with it. And uh, as Matt is saying, when there is a review part, trailer reaction plus review, that's totally fine. But I also can't stand just trailer reactions because it's such lazy content, I think. And so we only do movie reviews on the channel. Right. People are telling me in the chat that there's too much buffering matt how's it looking there is a lot of buffering oh is there <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh from what i see it has a funny picture of me with my hands in the air trying yeah. to laugh and it's buffering oh that's no good uh, let's see i'm gonna try and reload it my internet connection is fine um oh tell them to reload it because I just reloaded and it looks, oh, it's choppy, but it looks okay. Oh, uh, sorry guys, this is what happens. Well, guys, in the Australia. future, Australia. In, <laughs> in the future, guys, if it starts buffering for a little too long, just refresh your screen so it reloads. Yeah, sorry about that. It's the uh, the beauty of Australian internet. What can I say? Um, so have you guys? Has the uh, feedback mostly been positive for you? 
reviewing cinema. I'll start with you, Matt. Reviewing Indian cinema. Has it been mostly positive? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've had some crazy responses, you know, with getting interviews and uh, production companies. Like recently, Red Chili's Entertainment, their VFX department, and their color grading department retweeted my trailer reaction review for Zero because they were impressed with my analysis of their trailer, which was crazy. Um, and, you know, interviewing Madhavan, director and co-writer of Breathe, Amit Saad, Raju Singh. I've interviewed a few other people, like the producer of Days of Borpora. So the, the response that I've been getting has uh, really surprised me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But ever since the beginning, when I did Bahubali, most of the feedback has been very positive. And uh, one of the things that I've had people tell me, and I don't know how true this is. I'm not going to make any kind of assumption of the majority of like Indian critics and film reviewers. But a lot of my subscribers, when they talk about my reviews, they love the fact that it's an honest review from my opinion. Uh, I am I tend to be more optimistic, so I do give higher grades than most people do for the most part, unless I absolutely hate the movie. And from what I understand, a lot of the Indian reviewers that they that are very popular, they're either paid by the studio to you know, give positive reviews, or they hate everything. And so they want the attention of being a negative reviewer. But the amount of like honest reviewers for mainstream Indian reviewers is very thin. And so the the audience is looking for other people and whether or not they're from America or not, that makes no difference. Another thing is uh, a lot of a lot of Indians love American cinema as well. Like they watch American movies just as much as they watch Indian movies. And so to get the point of view of what does an American think kind of makes sense. You know, it's like, well, what does an Indian think of American movies? I would be interested in that as well. I don't have the time to go seeking those kind of reviewers, but if you know of any, I would like to see it. I've seen a couple. I've had some fans send me reviews of American movies from online, like YouTube, uh, internet reviewers, but that's the main thing is I think most people that are attracted to our channels are just kind of curious about, you know, well, what does this foreigner think of our movies? Yeah. It's funny. I've had interesting reactions from people. Um, I'm quite vocal. I'm particularly here in Australia. Like I boycotted Sanju because of my thoughts on Sanjay Dutt. Um, I've boycotted the Indian Film Festival of Melbourne because I think it's uh, one big sh sham. It's just shambles. It's just a scam. That, that's how <laughs> I think of it. And I'm quite open about that. I've been quite like maybe I'm too honest and that's my problem. Um, but it's funny. I've had I don't know if you guys have had this, but I've had people um, comment on things. And I'm assuming these are very nationalistic right wing uh, Indian people that are basically saying things like, oh, Indians have a, uh, haven't, you know, they feel inferior to the white man, so they have to go seek the white man's approval. Um, 
But it's funny. I've never had anyone say anything like that. Like I've been doing this for over four years now. I've been reviewing cinema from all over Asia. I have a job on TV presenting a South Korean, you know, it's only small. It's not a big show, but I'm presenting South Korean cinema to people in Hong Kong, Indonesia, Singapore. I've, I've reviewed movies from China, everywhere. I have never once had somebody attack me um, for being, you know, for my race, for my background, whatever. Uh, basically, you're not Indian, so keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about our movies. I've had, it's been scary the amount of people that have attacked me. Um, but there's been more positive, more positive stuff coming to me, but it's, it's strange. I found that quite interesting that there are people out there that have a lot of contempt for people outside of India reviewing Indian cinema. I've had a little bit with that from China. Um, but I've been surprised just in the number of people that have sent me horrible emails awful comments, things like that, basically attacking me personally because I talk about Asian cinema. And um, like I come from a multicultural country, my local, all the cinemas here play Indian movies. They play Filipino films. They play the big Hollywood films. It's just normal for us to go watch whatever. It's, um, yeah, it's quite, it's weird. And then I get attacked, you know, you're only doing this to make money. And it's like, I don't make any money. What are you talking about? This is YouTube. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably have to have, I don't know, you guys might think differently, but I would suspect you would need maybe 250 to 500,000 subscribers to actually make any like proper money from YouTube. Like I don't even get enough money to cover my internet costs. So I'm definitely not doing it for the fame because I've been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I probably get... I spend more money on my channels than I make. Oh, yeah. Like, by Absolutely, far. Yes. By far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I've made enough money on YouTube in the past three years to maybe pay me back for my microphone and my webcam, and that would be it. Like, everything else that I paid for came out of pocket. But I do agree with you that you would have to be over a quarter of a million subs but not just subs. You need yeah. the views that go along with it. So I would say if you're if you're constantly getting over I would say about fifteen to or twenty to twenty five thousand views, because it's usually one percent, like your re, uh, retention rate of consistent viewers that have notifications on is gonna be around one percent of your subscribers. So if you get about 25,000 views per video or more, then you would make enough to pay bills. Yeah. Uh, I think if you were to go full time on it, you would have to have outside sponsors and over three, between three and 500,000 subscribers to be able to go full time. But you would need outside sponsors. You couldn't just do it with Google AdSense. It wouldn't work. Yeah. So, Jimmy and Dennis, have you guys had mainly, like, have you had any negative feedback? Or has it been mostly positive for you? It was mostly positive. I think the Indian community on YouTube is very, very engaged. 
And like you said, I think they really like the perspective of an outsider. And uh, mostly we got many positive reviews, many movie recommendations, of course. There were some negative comments as well. Some people uh, accusing us that we don't get the movie because we are not from India, which is, of course, true to a certain degree. There are always uh, things that get lost in translation and normal cultural um, differences. But uh, I don't want to let the accusation stand that you can't get a movie because you are not of a certain ethnicity. Otherwise, you could only review, we could only review German movies and nothing else in the world, which is, of course, silly. Um, but that's not, uh, of course, that's not limited to the uh, to Indian comets. Like I said, I've, I've done many American movie reviews and there was much more hate there. I did a review for a Tupac Shakur biopic called uh, All oh, Eyes oh. on Me, which I didn't like at all. And I got so much hate. They call me a white Nazi, German Nazi, German pig, and so on. So that was really, really baffling. But from the Indian community so far, yeah. very positive. Even if we don't like a movie that much, for example, we did see Sanju yeah. like two weeks ago, and we have many issues with the movie. But even that video got many thumbs up, many good there comments. Are, there are always people who understand your opinion. It's never, it's never one-sided. And um, even with when, when our first negative review or mostly negative review was, I didn't like Baby that much with Akshay Kumar. And we were really afraid to, 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 to do that review because I, I gave it only a five out of 10. And I was, ah, what do the people think? But it, was, it really was no problem. And the same with uh, Duruvangal Partnere. It's the movie that... I didn't like that much, and it was a little bit hate in some comments, but I guess 90, 95% are, are positive. positive yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if you are honest with your opinion and you explain why you think that way, I mean, a good reviewer is not just going to say, the movie sucks, and then that's it. Like, yeah. You've got to exactly, talk yes. about details, what it is that you liked, what it is that you didn't, and then why. And as long as you explain that logically and it makes sense, the the viewer doesn't mind if you don't like it. Like they may disagree with you. And I always tell, you know, my viewers, I'm like, if you disagree with me, great, let's have a discussion about it. But if you start attacking me, then that means you don't have the intelligence to hold a discussion. And so I don't care what you think. Mm. My my negative comments, I've had a few about being white Uh, I've had some people confuse me with a British, which doesn't make sense because I don't sound British. But a lot of the a lot of the people that are doing those attacks, they still feel, uh, you know, very negative towards Britain and what happened to India. And I totally mm. understand that it's still fairly new. I mean, it's only been like 60 years. However, Just lashing out at somebody that wasn't alive at that time has nothing to do with it, and I'm not British. That doesn't make sense to me. Most of the hate, yeah. most of the hate I get, is when someone disagrees with me, and then they start calling me fat, and they they fat shame me, or they fat ass, or you don't know what you're talking about, you're ugly, blah blah blah. Like they always attack my physical appearance because it's very easy. Mm. But as soon as they do that, I'm like. Ah, you're, that just means you're not smart enough to have an opinion. So I just block them. But it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I've 
heard that shit my entire life. <laughs> yeah. like, it just rolls right off my shoulder. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm on the internet and I can't handle being called fat. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. People tell me like, I want to, well, they, they, Corey, do you have any advice for me? I want to start a YouTube channel. You've inspired me to like create a channel where I talk about Korean drama or Indian drama or anime or something. And they say, what's the best advice you can give me? And I say, harden up, have a thick skin because you can't, if you're going to put yourself out there, people are going to criticize you. Um, and people are going to say mean things on the internet. Um, you know, welcome to the internet, basically. Um, but I get confused for a Brit all the time, all the time. Um, and I find that funny because we we don't like we don't like the British just as much as the Indians don't like the British. <laughs> like Australians and Indians actually have a like not a lot in common, but we're actually quite close because we both play cricket and Australian cricket players are very famous in India. There's, you know, there's a big Indian community here. Um, I just, yeah, it's funny when people, oh, this British guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not British. My grand, <laughs> like, I'm actually German too. Like I wasn't born in Germany, but my grandparents were German. I can't speak a word of German, so don't even, um, but it's funny. Like, everybody has the, and people also ask me, why do, why do, why does like Hollywood like stereotype Indians all the time? And my answer to that is, why does Hollywood stereotype Australians all the time? Like Crocodile Dundee and all that <laughs> stuff, you know? <laughs> crocodile um, Dundee is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for you. <laughs> Out here it is. Well, I haven't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So... Do you guys, have you guys been approached by like for like sponsored content or anything like that or paid content by any like corporations or who do you want to from India? Oh, no, Matt, nothing, we'll so you, Matt. nothing for Jimmy. No. What about you, Matt? Have you been approached by like, hey, we'll pay you this if you do this or anything like that? No, I have not been approached as a paid sponsor, but I have had uh, tech companies want to send me products and ask me to review them. So, and I say that in the video. This is not a sponsored video, but I did get this for free. They wanted me to review it. And whenever you have a tech company or something like that, they always do that. They send it out to, for free to get a review. Uh, I guess they take the gamble that if you don't like it, but they'll send it to 20 people. 18 of them may like it and two of them won't. So they just highlight the 18 that like it, I guess. But the company, one of them, I'm trying to get the box, is Mayono. And they do microphones and stuff. This is their new wireless headset that I reviewed. But they had sent me a uh, lavalier mics that I did a review for. And uh, apparently they really liked my review because I was testing it. You know, I tested it outside in wind. I tested it in a car. I tested it all these different places. I wasn't really reviewing it as much as I was just using it in different spots and seeing how it sounded. But their, their investors were impressed by it. And so they wanted to send me more products. And I just did the same thing with this one that I did with the other one. I just took it outside. I took it to... Uh, 
an office building so they could see what reverb would sound like and um, then I put that up but then they like that one as well so I've not been sponsored with money but I have gotten free products out of it that's pretty cool I've been approached by companies um, but I always tell them no so some of them have stopped I got an email recently from a Korean beauty product company saying, would you like to be a, um, what do they call it? Influencer. Yes. That's the, that's the new the new term, which is just a joke as far as I'm, you I think mean, it's a joke. You mean you don't want to start a makeup channel? I could totally see you with the round light on your face. Yeah, do that thing where I'm testing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I know a lot of Korean guys wear makeup, but. I don't wear makeup. I'm no, I'm not that kind of guy. So you're just so there naturally was... <laughs> that beautiful. Is that oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it is, Matt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's only seven seven twenty p. What's up? Oh, it's only seven twenty p. I've been approached by a few like American companies saying, "Can you do trailer reactions um, for our movies? We'll send you free stuff." But I. You know, same thing. I told them I don't do trailer reactions. There was one that was like, because I wear prescription glasses, they said, hey, we'll give you a free pair of glasses and we'll give your viewers like 5% off if you like promote our glasses. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, actually, uh, I did get approached by that company. Ah, same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that one I don't mind because what it is is... Uh, you're basically doing a sponsorship that's not connected to your content. So if, if I ever got sponsors, like a company that would pay me to sponsor my videos, I wouldn't want it to be a movie company because right. I'm reviewing movies. So if I take a sponsorship from Universal and I don't give any negative reviews to Universal movies, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. But for glasses, like, uh, they approached me. I didn't do it just because I've had the same glasses for 15 years. I don't see the reason I would get new ones, and I don't want to try and find my prescription. I'd have to go get a, it's It's a big thing. I don't want to do it. But getting sponsored by a company like that, and then you get paid from people going and clicking the link. So when they, you know, they, they save 5%, really that kind of 25 to 3% of that comes back to you. Um, Boogie2988 uses a lot of those. And uh, mm. they're basically, you get paid by people clicking on it. I don't think you and I or uh, people that are under, again, under a quarter million subs are really going to make much money doing that anyway, because the majority of people are not going to click that link. Yeah. And so you're not going to make a lot of money. But I don't see a problem with those. It's more of like, you know, putting a third party commercial inside your review and people would understand that, you know, if you can get paid, get paid, but just don't do anything that's going to uh, go against what your content is. If I was reviewing glasses and they wanted me to sponsor my videos, I'd say no. Yeah. Cool. Are there channels that review glasses? Probably there's channels out there for everything, man. <laughs> All right, let's get to some uh, viewer questions. Are you guys cool with that? Sure. All right. Uh, what have I got here? <laughs> That's probably a lot. Um, guys, do you want to like hit us with your questions, please? 
I'll see if there's something on here. Uh, people talking about the BBC and how they don't like the BBC. I don't like the BBC. I don't like a lot of mainstream media, to be honest. Um, okay, Premier Brothers. What is your opinions about Malayalam films? So let's start with Jimmy and Dennis. What do you think well, of it's Malayalam very, films? Very broad question, of course. It depends yeah, on the specific movie. But I have to what say Malayalam that. What uh, Malayalam films have you guys seen? Oh, <laughs> so we, we started with uh, Drisham yeah. a year ago, maybe half a year ago, and we really enjoyed that a lot. And from there, there was no return because we got so many Malayalam movie recommendations. We watched uh, You Are Better With The Yeah, Names. we had a lot of movies with Fahad Fazil. We had uh, Take, Off. Take Off, and we watched Iobinte, Pushtakam, and Mutalum. Yeah. And well, I, when I, when I first got into Indian Indian uh, cinema, I didn't even know that there was something else in Bollywood. Uh, when I was a teenager, I thought Bollywood, that's it. And uh, after we discovered Malayalam cinema, I think the, the, the treasure chest of Indian cinema really, really opened yes. for us because there's, it's it's there's so much to watch and we get, it, we get so much recommendations and there's uh, i think it probably is my favorite industry in yeah. india it's and also the one we did the most movie reviews yeah, i think yeah. easily it's malayalam then hindi then telugu yeah. probably without and we did some tamil movies but i think malayalam is yeah it's 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 this it's this treasure chest you really can watch so much stuff and i i personally like farhad fazil very much since we discovered his movies um and we really have to catch up with more and learn movies because we yeah. only seen one trishyam yeah. i think yeah yeah and but, well the, the mamuti movie we watched the first mamuti movie we watched was ava minte uh, santatical yeah called and yeah you know how yeah, I did my review of that. Didn't go <laughs> yeah. down too well with a lot of people, but yeah. what do you? But an, an aspect I really enjoy about uh, Malayalam cinema is the locations because they are often shot in Kerala, and that place looks absolutely stunning on film. I think it looks even more stunning when you're there, probably. But it's such a great location, especially in uh, to Pustakam. Yeah. It's such a beautiful shot movie. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Matt? Sorry, I thought I heard someone knocking. Oh, you're right. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I haven't been able to see any Malayalam films yet just because our movie theaters out here mostly show Hindi, Telugu, and Tamil. Uh, every once in a while, it's very rare that we would get uh, Malayalam. So we've, I think we've had like a Bengali movie here or there, and then very rarely Kannada, but we haven't had any Marathi movies. And so I focus on, I try to focus on more new movies, something I can get to the theater to see. Um, and so I haven't been able to see any Malayalam films. And I do want to get into seeing more older movies, but I just don't have the time. And so I do the best I can with the time that I have. And most people understand that, but they get annoyed and pissed off because I'm not reviewing every Indian movie that comes out. But I do want to get into some 
Like I've seen a lot of Canada short films, and they're great. Uh, I haven't seen too many Malayalam short films. They're mostly features. I would I would like to see some. Uh, hopefully, sometime in the future, I'll be able to ink. You know get to a consistent increased rate of seeing older movies so that I can jump around to the different industries. How is the cinema going experience for you when you go watch these movies in the theater? Well, first of all, we are very lucky that they are showing Indian movies here because I think we live in Vienna, which is the capital of Austria. I think in no other town in Austria, you could even see movies like this. Mm. And in, uh, Aust in Vienna, there are two cinemas that show Indian movies I would say there's at least one every two weeks coming out, mostly the big Hindi movies, but also some stuff from uh, Punjab yeah. and sometimes uh, Malayalam cinema as well. And we are most, most of the time, we are the only non-Indian guys at the <laughs> cinema. And I think most people think that we are in the wrong, the wrong uh, auditorium. Same thing I actually you. had that happen to me when I went to see that Mamuti film that came out recently it was packed it was a sold out show it was in a big theater um the organizers of of that you know that uh put the films in the theaters here in australia they actually contacted me and said hey come along we'll save a seat for you uh i, I walked in and this lady as i was walking in she had her kid now trying to find their seats and i woke up and she said Oh, I don't think this movie is for you. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm here. I've been invited here, and she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, it's just, and I and it's hard for me to explain what I actually do, so I'm just like, "Oh, I'm just here with friends. It's fine." <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? Well, uh, when I go to the theater, it is the same thing. Plus, I get more looks because I'm a really big guy. Like I'm six foot two and uh, I've lost some weight, but I weigh about 325 ish. And so when I walk into a room, people notice the size and then they notice I'm not Indian. So it's like this really big white guy just kind of wandered into our theater. What the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, when I went to see uh, Bahubali 2, I actually went with some fans. Uh, they invited me to go and see it with them in Denver. And so... I kind of was able to go with a group of people and I didn't get any looks. But when I went to go see Padmavat, it was like really a lot of confusion, you know, like and people expecting me to leave as soon as the movie started, you know, when I realized I'm in the wrong theater or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, my theater experiences, though, out here is my theater is really far away. I live in a town that doesn't show Indian movies. And so I have to travel at least, let's say, a minimum of one hour to see an Indian movie. Most of them show in South Denver. So it's about an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours if there's a lot of traffic. But I try and go during movie times when there's not traffic in the city. And so for me, it's difficult to find time because the movie is probably going to be around two and a half to three hours and then three three hours of driving. I mean, I'd have to cut an entire day out just to go and watch one movie. And then if you include reviewing and, and editing and all of that stuff, it's like a 12-hour process. And I don't really have that kind of time. So when I have a day off, I usually look to see what movies are showing. 
and if any of them are somewhat close so if one of them is showing at a theater half an hour away which is rare then i try and go and see that one otherwise it has to be a really big event for me to go that's why i vlog a lot of the times before my movie review because i'm like i got to get something more out of this you mm. know and at least show people why it's difficult for me to go and see these movies but i love doing it and so i i do it uh, but i i should try and review more movies at home just because uh, like i haven't been able to see a movie in the theater i think for indian movies since padmavat unless i did another one i'm trying to remember but it's been a while so it's hard for me but i do i do try and go yeah that's dedication man an hour to two hours drive see i'm spoiled i can just go like to the the, like i live relatively close to the cbd so i can there's a theater there there's another one there's like like in australia like i said earlier in the stream like these movies are pretty easy you know the big bollywood ones all play but then you know we do get the tamil ones malayalam ones um not many bengali films unfortunately um how else do you guys access indian cinema for me i have netflix amazon prime a hot star uh i also have stan which is another australian only streaming service we have sbs on demand here in australia so i have quite a lot of legal online ways to get them um what is it like in austria well, Netflix is a good option here as well in Austria. There are many Indian movies on Netflix here. And it was also the reason why I even got Netflix, because normally I don't watch that much of their program. But then I saw that they have a bunch of Indian movies, older stuff from the 90s and also newer stuff from like a year ago. And so I tried out Netflix and we catch many movies there. There is some stuff on YouTube as well in... Yeah, but it's probably... But the thing is here in Vienna, we have all we have all these kind of... These, these little shops in, in in the city where you can buy all kinds of uh, Indian food and drinks and DVDs, and and um, but it's mostly it's mostly older stuff and the quality isn't that great. And um, but yeah, it's mostly it's mostly through it's mostly through Netflix. Some things are on Amazon Prime, but but also with Amazon Prime. With the Amazon Prime US, where most stuff is, yeah. we can't access that here in Austria. We could get an uh, VPN, I think it is yeah. called, but that's difficult. And uh, yeah, even then, you have to have a credit card that's registered to an American address. Okay. Because I have Amazon, but I have Australian Amazon Prime. Actually, recently, the Australian government, sorry to cut you guys off, but recently, the Australian government um, stopped imports from any Amazon that isn't Amazon Australia. So I was actually importing a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays from the UK, from India, from the US. Now I have no access to those. What? They just cut it off? Is that even Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they cut it. We can't access it. So you can't order anything from Amazon.com? Only Amazon.com.au. Because the Australian government has now charged a 10% import tax and the CEO of Amazon told the Australian government to go shove it. So <laughs> oh, now we only have uh, Amazon.com.au, which, of course, uh, limits things to inside Australia. And if they're 
imports that somebody has purchased themselves, obviously the price is five times what I would pay mm. elsewhere. So that's really screwed me. Um, eBay sellers, um, there are a lot of eBay sellers that are still shipping to Australia. But again, um, there's that 10% markup. And then they know that now they know that it's harder for Australians to get a hold of stuff. Of course. They're going to charge us more, obviously. So it's, yeah, it's a thorn in my side at the moment. So all the, I get so many requests. Hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. And I, now I can't (laughs) blame my government, but apparently, you know, we live in a democracy and it's, it's very free in Australia. Um, It's not like North Korea or China at all. Do you get to see them on like Amazon prime and Netflix? Uh, Yes, we, but we have the Australian versions, which as you can imagine, they're like 5% of what they have in the United States. So you might have access to things that are on Amazon um, in the United States. And you'll say, you might recommend it. You, Matt, you might email me and say, Hey, Corey, you should check this out, but it won't be playing on Netflix mm-hmm. in Australia. Whoa. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Most people don't know that most people recommend stuff and uh, say it's on Amazon prime or use this link. Yeah. And then I click on the link and it's no, not in your country. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even with a VPN, doesn't work. I've tried. Okay. Because uh, the Australian government even cracks down on that stuff um, <laughs> with VPNs. Uh, and that's the thing. I tried to register for Amazon Prime US, but they were like, you need to have a credit card that is from the United States to be able to do this. Wow. I know. They make it hard for me, man. They make it very hard for me. Um, but every everybody thinks Australia is like... It's, it's a beautiful country. It's a nice place, but it's probably one of the most expensive places in the world to live. And the government does have a lot of control over uh, arts and entertainment. Like we get video games and things banned here all the time. All yeah, the time. That was in Germany also always so. Now in Austria, it's way more liberal when it comes to arts. But uh, growing up in Germany, there were movies banned, video games banned. Mm. Now the situation is a little bit better, but uh, back when we grew up, it was mm. quite annoying. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next questions. Uh, we'll go to Matt this time. Um, do you think South Indian movies maintain a higher standard compared to Bollywood? Um, so when you're talking about like comparing the industries, you know, there's a lot of people that want to know if the quality is the same, like. I would I would argue that South Indian films, whether it be Tamil, Telugu, uh, Kannada, and Malayalam, some of the best cinematographers in the world are coming out of South India. Like they've got some crazy good cinematographers. Even the lowest of budget movies have some amazing shots. Like Amazon Obajan, which was uh, uh, I think that was a Bengali film the trailer alone had some beautiful shots and they filmed it in the Amazon. Like they traveled over there to film it there. I think South Indian movies are trying to utilize the budget that they have. Now the, the Hindi films or what you would call Bollywood, the Hindi films have more money just to spend on movies. And so the quality of like lighting and production and, uh, editing and all of that stuff is a little higher just because they can pay more for it. 
I think South Indian films are increasing in their budgets, which is increasing the quality of the movies. So I don't... See, I don't like to say that one industry is better than another because they're all good in different ways. Like, I don't consider Indian movies better than American movies because most of our movies suck. It's just uh, the good ones get distributed around the world. <laughs> so, And not even that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, bad ones that get distributed as well. And I don't like it when I have fans that compare ask me to compare Indian movies with American movies because I'm like, you don't want to do that. We have too many problems with our movies, you know, of like releasing crap because they put a big budget into it, but they don't spend any time writing it, you know. I like movies that have an interesting storyline, have interesting characters, and I think every language has that. Uh, that being said, you know, the South, some of these South Indian movies are spending a lot of money, and they're taking huge risks. Like uh, with Bahubali, parts one and two, that was a big risk. Not, not as much for Bahubali 2, but for Bahubali the beginning... That was a huge risk because that was a gigantic budget. For the sequel, it's justified because you're making a sequel of the first movie. For 2.0, you know, for Robot 2.0, they are taking a huge gamble, especially with all of the problems that they've been having with post-production, that it's really increasing and inflating the budget. However, if it works... That means some of these South Indian investors are going, and maybe even outside foreign investors, will start investing in some South Indian films that would increase the production cost, the production value. So, I don't know. I don't like the idea or the question of automatically assuming South Indian movies are not as good as Hindi films or assuming that one country has better movies than another. It's all about how much money you have and how you utilize it. Um, from my point of view, all Indian movies are subtitles, and so I don't really care what language it's in. The language does not matter to me at all. It's more of, is it interesting? Was there passion behind it? You know, if it's a movie like, I didn't see Race 3, but I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> and if, if you have a big budget and you make a movie, but you don't put any effort into it, there's no passion behind it, the movie's going to suck. I don't care how big your budget is. You know, look at John Carter. That movie cost so much money, and it flopped. Um, but if you put in yeah. a lot of passion like they did with Bahubali, or you put in a lot of passion into a film like 2.0, you're taking these huge risks. I think it will pay off. Cool. Jimmy, Dennis, what do you think? Yeah, not much to add. I honestly have to say I don't ever look up the budget of a movie. So either I like the movie or I don't like it. I mean, when it's super cheap, of course, you will notice it. But I'm pretty sure there are big movies with a big budget that also looks very cheap. For example, I just <laughs> saw VRD Wedding a few weeks ago. And I guess that it has a high budget, but it looks like a soap opera. It's absolutely lazy looking and the editing was awful as well. And a small independent production like uh, Sairat, for example, which is a Marathi movie, 
again, I don't know the budget, but I can't imagine that it's high because they're all non-professional actors and it looks stunning. It's well acted. There's a lot of passion behind it. The script is good and uh, a good script doesn't cost a lot of money. If you have someone with talent who can write, he can he can write a good story. And uh, when the script is fine, it's a f- good first step. And like Matt said, there are many talented cinema director of cinematographers in uh, South India. And, uh, and when you think about how cheap those movies are in comparison to Hollywood movies, then again, it's it's this. Uh, well, even the even the big blockbusters in Bollywood are uh, compared to Hollywood cinema are cheap. And yeah. the South Indian movies are even cheaper, and what they are, what they are um, able to do, with able that to money. do with that is really impressive. Well, some of these South Indian actors make like five to seven movies a year, yeah. which is in- insane. It's insane. Yeah, Not all of them has like four hundred fifteen acting credits. Yeah. <laughs> Mahanlal's not is about three hundred. Is it over three hundred yeah. or something? It's crazy. Like the amount of work these guys put in. Um, me personally, I do prefer South Indian cinema over Bollywood, um, mainly because Bollywood. I it's mainly it's not the movies themselves. It's kind of like the industry as a whole. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Hollywood movies all that much. It's the I guess it's the the criminal behavior um, behind a lot of these films and and the the dirty the dirtiness of the industry. I guess that's why I'm not the biggest fan. Um, okay, what have we got here? What do you guys think when it comes to movies? What is important? Story direction um, or technicalities, or is it the acting that can influence the success success? Sorry. <clears throat> of a flick uh personally for me uh, i think it's a combination of these things but i really think you need a good story to begin with um otherwise you have no movie if you don't have a good story um matt what do you think on that well it's always story so if you even if you have a story that is similar to every other story you at least need to have good enough writing that the characters are engaging. So if you have good characterization and your characters are engaging enough to where you want to see what happens to them, if the story is the same as another movie or is very stereotypical and you kind of know where the story's going to go, you can still follow the character because you like the character. So I think you have to have good characterization, well-written characters that's well-acted, and uh story would be in there as well and if because if you have a really good story but your characters aren't engaging you don't care because you have no personal you have no emotional involvement in the movie after that the technical aspects is basically just what brings it all together i like analyzing the technical aspects and i appreciate the art that goes into making that but if you don't have a good story, it can be the most beautiful movie ever made, but I'll be bored out of my mind. Yeah, it's all interconnected. I think it's it's the story, the characters, but also the storytelling. How is the story presented? And uh, is it something fresh or something you have seen a million times before? And it also depends on the movie. There can be movies that I watch for the acting primarily because it's a character piece and 
the actual plot isn't that uh, important. And then there can be a movie that I watch mostly for just entertainment value, something like Bahubali. The story is good, the characters are good, but I would say the the, uh, the style, the energy of uh, director Esas Rajamuli and the whole team is uh, is the thing I look forward mm-hmm. to when I watch Bahubali, the music, the cinematography, that's also extremely important with a movie like that. And I guess what we noticed was that the editing is 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 sometimes it's a big problem with with uh, with uh, not I, i guess it's for the whole indian industry i guess in the 70s there were these movies with amitabh bachchan when you thought yeah they're funny and they're entertaining but the editing is can it's so it's so choppy and But as long as the story is good, just with when you have Bahubali or the actors are good, I think you can see past stuff like that. The editing really is, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, well, I guess that's it. Also, yeah. music is a big, yeah. big thing I always look forward to. We just saw a movie, our first Canada movie called Titi, that has no music at all. And we absolutely loved that movie. Mm. But normally, I'm quite a big fan of, of those songs and dance numbers. Of course, they have to fit the movie. There are movies from India that doesn't feature any songs, and that's perfectly fine as well if it's a more serious one, for example. But normally, even if I don't like a movie that much, for example, uh, Tube Light with Salman Khan was quite <laughs> mediocre, to say the least. But at least it got two very good songs to it that uh, stuck in my mind and that I could take away from the movie even if I didn't like the story, the characters, and the acting that much. Cool. I, I got another thing on this. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever someone asks me about starting a YouTube channel or whatnot, and I always point out audio is what's important. So when it comes to movies, if the technical filming of it, if your resolution is really low, you don't have the best cameras, maybe you're filming it on a cell phone, the visual part of it people will easily forgive. But if it sounds really bad they won't watch it. So if you're making a YouTube video, a short film, a movie, anything, people will forgive the visuals before they'll forgive audio. And then if your acting is bad and the story is subpar, they can still kind of forgive that if they enjoy the characters, but just don't skimp on that audio. Yeah, this comes. This brings us into the next question, actually. Any common problems you see in Indian movies? For me, as somebody with a music background, I often find that the sound mix is really off when it comes to sound effects, music. Um, that recent Mamuti film comes to mind. There were just moments where the score just overpowered what was actually <laughs> happening in the scene, um some of the sound effects weren't mixed properly and i think for me when it comes to indian cinema that's the biggest issue i have is the sound mix more often than not it's not mixed very well um what about you guys i actually Stop. have a reason for that yeah um <laughs> for for many movies in india people are you know cheering they're very loud in the theater and so you can't hear it Right. And uh, a lot of people have told me that because I had complained about that. Why is the music so loud? Like the dialogue is not that loud. 
and they were saying, well, we can't hear the music because everybody is cheering too much. <laughs> so uh, now that that usually is only like opening weekend or maybe the first day after that, you don't need that anymore. But uh, I would agree with you. There's some movies like uh, I reviewed Shavai and the ADR was horrible. Like it was it sounded like they had their face right up to the microphone and you could hear every pop, pop, pop that was in there and it was all grainy. I didn't understand why the ADR was so bad. Um, and so on for that, it, again, it, the visuals for that movie were stunning. The cinematography looked amazing in Shavai, but that ADR was so bad that the audio pulled me out of the movie. And uh, so I, I ended up not liking it as much as I should have. Yeah. Jimmy, Dennis? Yeah, yeah for the problem to you. The sound? Also the, the sound mixing, yeah. Even if uh, even with a great movie like Iga, for example, from uh, SS Rajamuli, it sounded there, there was, uh, it sounded fine. The music was good. The voice uh, was good. But there were almost no sound effects in the whole movie. It was like you're watching a silent movie and then there are some people talking, but no sound effects. Mm. And I don't know if it's maybe because some actors speak a different language on set, maybe, and it's all dubbed in that particular mm. case, for example. I'm not sure. And also, as we mentioned, the editing is sometimes uh, subpar compared to, to other movies from yeah. other industries. Sometimes it's fun because, well, I, I don't, <laughs> it's fun to wait. Again, we have uh, Race 3, for example, which, <laughs> where, where almost anything is bad. And even when they have the money and make this big movie, the editing is so, it's, it's really, it's like you put the movie on a, on a chop block and cut it out. It's, it's, yeah, it's, the scene transitions are sometimes very, yeah. very awkward yeah. and uh, off-putting. Yeah, I you guess, have to kind of uh, recollect and yeah. reorientate and uh, to know where exactly you are right now. Yeah. And also uh, the, the Mamuti movie had flashbacks within flashbacks. <laughs> and I was baffled and you had at least some clue what was going on. Yeah, and we could talk because it was so loud. Yeah, we, we could talk in the cinema <laughs> because it was so loud. All movies in, in uh, Austria, all Indian movies, are screened at a volume that's totally insane. <laughs> yeah. There was a movie, uh, Menzal, where I put uh, Mersal, yeah, Mersal, where I put something in my ears because otherwise I, my head would have exploded. <laughs> cool. All right, I'll just find another one. Actually, Matt, I want to ask you the question: uh, What we were talking about beforehand? Um, you've had the pleasure of actually interviewing some very famous and interesting people from Indian cinema. Would you like to uh, discuss how that happened? Uh, okay. So I, people that are on my channel probably have heard this story, but um, I did a trailer reaction and review for the Amazon Prime show Breathe with uh, Madhavan Amit Saad. And I liked it. The trailer looked cool. And I did my review part that I always do. So the, I think my video ended up being like 15 minutes or something. And uh, in my review part, I was analyzing sequences and saying, oh, I think this happens at this point and this happens at this point. 
and then I put it on all of my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, Madhavan retweeted my reaction and with a message that's because I had complained in the video that I can't afford Amazon Prime. <laughs> so I was like, it's too much stuff to pay for. I don't have money to do all this. And Madhavan retweeted it and said, uh, dude, you are spot on in your review of the trailer. Allow me to buy your Amazon Prime account so you can review the show as a thank you for traveling to see Vikram Vita. And what he was referencing was, I reviewed Vikram Vita, which was his movie last year. And before it, I had a little travel vlog because at the time I didn't have a car. And so I had to take a bus and a train down to South Denver. It was a two hour ride to go and see the movie. And uh, I had fun with the vlog, you know, just kind of messing around. But uh, apparently he saw that review last year and I didn't know that he had seen some of my videos. And sure enough, he had Amazon contact me. They gave me a free Amazon Prime India account. And I was able to watch the show, and re I reviewed every episode. But uh, actually, what was funny, and I didn't tell you this, but I was, you know, I'm emailing with Madhavan about it. And I told him, yeah, I'm going to review every episode. And uh, he's like, every episode? Maybe you should just review, like, the season, you know, when it's over. He's like, that's a lot of reviews. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to review, like, every episode. He's like, all right. And I told him, well, you've got episodes coming out once a week, you know, and it would be good. People like to talk about all of this kind of stuff. And per episode, they want to know what you thought. And my reviews of each episode ended up being like a half an hour long. And uh, after he saw a few of them, he understood. He's like, oh, OK, I see what you're doing there. That makes sense that you're analyzing and I wanted to like kind of guess what was going to happen because I review the episode before I watch the next one. And uh, and then Amit Saad was in that. I had asked Monavan when I was emailing him, I said, look, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this. You know, I wouldn't be doing my job. Would you do an interview for my channel? And he said, oh, yeah, sure, of course. But let's do it after the season is over. And I was like, of course we can do it after a season. I want to be able to ask you questions about it. And so when the season was over, we connected. He had just had his shoulder surgery. And uh, this was before he took the flight to America to go to Los Angeles for a, a thing and then ended up going to Alabama to film a little bit or at least visit the set. He did something with zero because they were filming at the NASA Center in Alabama. But before that, he did the interview with me, and he was kind of complaining about his shoulder. But he was doing good. And then, uh, yeah, and then the writer and the director and the co-writer of Breathe, they were impressed with my reviews of the episodes. And so uh, the writer, Vikram Tooley, he likes to message me on Twitter. And so uh, I asked them for a re It was funny. I asked Vikram Tooley for an interview. And he said, do you mind if I bring the director on because he co-wrote co the show? And I was like, oh, I, of course. Like, <laughs> oh, of course I want to talk to the director. Like, what are you asking me that for? So it was cool that they both did that interview. And then Amit saw it. It took a little longer because he went 
pretty much directly into filming gold with Akshay Kumar. And so I kind of, I had to wait until he was done with his uh, principal photography and had some free time. But then we finally got that re interview. Uh, and then through Vikram Thule, I got to interview Raju Singh and uh, some other people. It's just been a lot of fun. But it is crazy to think that, you know, I, I can I can email Monavon and just be like, hey, how are you doing today? You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I can text I can text Amit Saad. Like he texted me the new poster for gold. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was at work at the time, you know, and I made a little joke with him. I was like, it's cool to see you clean shaven and sober, you know, because he was because <laughs> he had a beard and he was an alcoholic and breathe. Uh, and, and he's like, ha, 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 be nice. <laughs> but uh, what I found out later is, you know, I go on my lunch break and I go on Twitter and everybody is all of the news outlets are talking about the new poster for gold. And so I was like, oh, Ahmed Saad sent me the poster for gold like a bit, a little bit before it got released. That's pretty crazy, you know. And it, it was so nonchalant, just like a text message. Hey, check out my new poster. You know, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to be, you know, kind of friends with these celebrities. I, I don't know how much they like think about that, but just to have that access where I can email Madhavan at any time and say whatever, or I can text Amit Saad and just say hello. It's weird. And from my point of view, it's a little weird, but it's cool. They're very down to earth, very, very nice guys. Yeah. I had the opportunity of meeting uh, Mahanlal recently. I saw that picture. That, yeah. Um, he was lovely too. That's, that's something I've noticed. Like I haven't really had any interactions with uh too many actors and directors i've had a few i don't have twitter but i've had a few retweet my things and then send me a message or uh on facebook or whatever and say thank you for this and it's it's really nice um to have that and i haven't haven't really had that from a lot of people i've, I've had that from a few like south korean directors um you know and that's about it really but in i've noticed the the people involved, like the really down-to-earth people involved in the Indian film industry are very supportive of, you know, the, our YouTube channels and things like that. Um, I have a super chat here, guys. Two dollars from Louisville Blues. I know we won't, we'll, we won't spend it all at once. Um, who's your favorite writer-director from South? I'm assuming you mean South India. For me, it's um, Anjali Menon who wrote uh, Ustad Hotel, wrote and directed Bangalore Days, has a new movie coming out here in Australia next weekend. I'll be there around this time next week watching her latest film. I really like her. Um, she is somebody that worked really hard to get to where she is. She wasn't just born into a family like a lot of people in a lot of these industries are. She went to university. She studied her ass off. Um, she worked really hard. She wrote a lot, and I really like her, and I think she's very inspiring. Um, what about uh, Jimmy and Dennis? Uh, Favorite me, director from the South? Extremely, extremely easy. It has to be S.S. Rajaguli for me, not just because he was the entry point for 
our growing love for Indian cinema, but also because his movies are like no other movies I've ever seen. <laughs> we started with Bahubali, then of course watched Bahubali too. And then we watched Eager because it was recommended to us, which is a movie about a guy that gets killed, but is then reincarnated as a fly, as a housefly who will uh, take revenge. And uh, the story alone is so crazy. I know it's not, um, it's based on a short movie or on a short story. So the idea was there. But the way he told that story on this big scale, on this big epic scale is fantastic. And, uh, and he also made this uh, Mariada Ramana with Sunil. And I like that one very much because it showed that, well, he didn't always make these, you know him from these big blockbusters, but this one is pretty small in scope. And I like that very much. And yeah, because we, we haven't watched that much Indian movies in the in this in this year we we, we uh, do this together, but I think we, we saw the most of Rajamuli, and that's because and that's why he's number one, I guess. Yeah, I think he will stay number one <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> cool. What about you, Matt? Um, so I don't have favorites of anything because I try to stay neutral so that none of my reviews are biased however that being said another reason is because i don't know everybody like there's probably a better director than the guy that i would say is my favorite but i would have to kind of agree with jimmy that uh, ss rajamuli just because he was my entry point as well and yeah ega really sticks out in my head because I had not seen anything like that. That was just a crazy movie. I'm like, you're basically watching, you know, Man on Fire or The Equalizer, except instead <laughs> of Denzel Washington, it's a housefly. And you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so that, yeah, uh, I like S.S. Rajamuli. I like uh, the cinematographer that he uses. Them combined have some amazing visuals. And the writing is, is good. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's the absolute best writing ever, but it, it is good. And But I'm sure that there's probably other directors, and the people will tell us who is better than and their opinion. But I try to stay away from saying favorites of this or that, because there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. And so maybe I'll see something down the road that that is now my new favorite thing. Uh, and I want to go, I don't want to go into a movie with fanboy blinders. You know, I try and go in and be as neutral as possible. And so if I tell myself I don't have a favorite of anything, then I'm always open to being neutral when I go and see a movie and I don't have those fanboy blinders on. Well, it's a good way to go into movies. I try to just go in open-minded to just about everything I watch. I don't really watch, um trailers or read other reviews i've had people tell me like after i've given a review to something you should read other people's reviews before you give your review it's like no that makes no sense <laughs> why would i do that no i refuse to look at any reviews before i see a movie yeah uh, and like if i know that people are going to be talking about a movie you know like a new marvel movie or something that is obviously going to be online I won't even go on social media. So like I refuse to look at any messages. I won't look at any posts until I've seen the movie. And after I review it, then I'll go back because I'm interested to see what other people think, but I'm not going to listen to it or even give it any attention until after I've already 
given my views so that I don't get biased. Just like why I don't like favorites of things. I don't want the fanboy blinders. I also don't want any of my opinions to be influenced by someone else's opinions. Cool. Um, just going through the thing. I felt bad when Corey, for Corey, when he met Swara Baxcar. She was all right. I met her in um in Hong Kong recently. She was nice to me. I don't agree with her, obviously, on a lot of things, but she was fine and she was willing to engage in a conversation, and that's all I can ask from people. Um, I did give her my card, but she uh, I don't think she'd be interested in being interviewed by me. Um, what else have we got? How are we going for time? We might uh, cap this off soon. What have we got? 5.20. We might give it another uh, 20 minutes. I want to keep this thing under two hours. Um, get your questions in. Yeah, guys, get your questions here. I'm, there's a lot of favorite Indian this, favorite Indian that. And um, there's no, after what Matt just said, there's no point asking those <laughs> questions anymore. Well, you guys yeah, can answer. It's really hard them. to answer. Well, I don't really have yeah. a favorite script or. That's a weird one. <laughs> favorite Indian script. <laughs> Unless you read them, it's very yeah, hard to, to answer. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, talk here about sacred games. Yes. I'm actually reading the book at the moment. And if you guys have seen the book, I don't actually have it in here. It's actually in my bedroom. The book is like this. It's like almost a thousand pages. It's like a telephone book. It's so heavy. I was sitting there in bed last night reading it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can hold this up any longer. Uh, but I want to finish reading the book before I even look at a at an episode. I haven't even watched a trailer for it. I just want to read the book, and then I will eventually look at the series, and I might do a comparison video or something. I'm not sure. But uh, you guys, without spoiling anything, your thoughts, or have you, have you watched it? I've watched the first episode yesterday because it was also recommended to me and it's on Netflix and I liked it a lot. It was very intriguing, but so far I can't say that much. It was only 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes. I don't know how many episodes there are, like 10 maybe. But the story is quite, uh, quite good so far. It has a little bit after just the first episode, I was reminded of Saw just because of that, uh, that game, the, the villain, the antagonist is playing with the, main protagonist it was a very uh, twisted game at least from the first episode so i'm looking forward to to watch the other ones i haven't seen it <laughs> <laughs> what about you matt have you made any videos about it or plan to make any videos yeah i'm gonna be reviewing every episode like i did with breathe um and so i saw the first episode and i i was like wow okay i didn't i didn't know that they would go there and they did so i'm quite happy but uh i will be reviewing that first episode and then i will watch the next episode and review that and so on i just i want my reviews to also be kind of speculation kind of thing even though all the episodes are out i just yeah. i just like the whole can i figure it out thing and then when i'm wrong i'm wrong you know people tell me they have fun telling me i'm wrong which is fine <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to review every episode just like I did with Breathe. Uh, and one unique thing is they have an English dubbed version 
on Netflix. Oh, I won't be watching that. No, no, no. I won't. I didn't either. Uh, but I found I found it interesting that they released it with an English dub. Uh, a lot of times you don't get English dubs until like years later or once it's on a Blu-ray or something. Uh, and so I want to do a video where I compare the first episode. I, that's the only one I'm willing to watch in an English dub. But watch the first episode again with the English dub and then compare the two so that I can explain to people why I think dubbing is not that great. Uh especially when you're trying to be a reviewer and you need to analyze performances, even if you don't speak the language, you're going to get cadence and tone and all of this stuff that you're going to be able to analyze through a performance that you won't get if you watch a dubbed version. So mm. I always try and watch subtitles and hear the performance the way that the actor did it. Cause that's half the performance is just how they say something. Yeah. We have a super chat that we will get to, but I want to follow that up with, a question I get the question I get asked the most, particularly when I go to film festivals or screenings and occasionally people recognize who I am and they ask me, how do you understand this movie? And, and I, I often more often than not, I find that really condescending um, because I, you don't speak the language. How do you understand the movie? And it's like, um, how does anyone understand any like movie? Like, do I need to be a mafia don or involved in the mafia to understand Goodfellas? Do I need a, to be a boxer to understand Raging Bull? Like, I don't understand that question. But for me, my answer to that usually is: if it's a good story, if the acting is, you know, if it's to a high standard, then it's not really up to me to sell the to understand. It's up to the people involved making the thing to make me understand and i don't know it's i don't know have you guys ever been asked that yeah so for me yes. when uh someone has asked me that i tell them look we're all human beings and we're all attracted. yeah exactly we're all all attracted to the same stories whether it be love and romance action you know uh sci-fi anything like that if you had to live through something to be able to understand it in a movie, then I wouldn't understand Star Wars because I'm not a Jedi. You know, it mm. doesn't make any sense why we would be able to understand fantasy or science fiction or any kind of fiction in general. Everything we watch would have to be a documentary about something we went through. Now, there mm -hmm. are things that are regional that we may not understand, like something that is specific to a region that they point out or they talk about like a local politics or a local person or a local area but it only takes a little bit of time and effort to learn about it you know mm. a lot of the times in the past few years where i would review a movie or a trailer i do this all the time where i'll just be like i'm not sure what they mean there and what is that and then they tell me in the comments like they like what I love about my Indian subscribers and my Indian friends is that they understand that I'm not going to know what that is, that one specific reference. And then when I ask it, they have no problem like giving me the details and telling me about it and not being condescending about it. They're not, you know, being like, oh, stupid American doesn't know what it means. Well, there are some that do that, but the <laughs> majority of people are, you know, they're happy that I'm interested and so they will explain it to me. And then 
you know, I understand it. It's not that difficult to be able to understand those references. You may need a little bit of help with, with it, but once you get it, you got it for all the future movies as well. So I, I don't think there's a big deal with that. I, I can read the subtitles and all movies are done in the same way. They have very similar stories. It's easy to predict a lot of things no matter what language it's in. Because all of the stories are very similar. It's not there's not very many original stories that don't follow a current format. Yeah, Jimmy Dennis, have you? Do you guys get asked that question? Yeah, well, sometimes when we don't like a movie, there are always people who say we simply didn't get it. But it's also the case with American movies where there's really no no language barrier. Of course, there are some things that will get lost in translation, as you said, some nuances or regional stuff. There are always uh, things like that. But normally, it's not a big complaint. And uh, as uh, Matt was saying, people know that we are not from India, and they know that there are things we probably don't understand right away. But it's also storytelling is is storytelling. And uh, when it's done in a good way, you will understand it's a universal thing. It's a universal thing, yeah, exactly. It was a very fun theater experience because normally when we go to the cinema and watch Indian movies, there are English subtitles and they are pretty, pretty good. But sometimes there are German subtitles for those Indian movies and the movies are released on the exact same day over, uh, all over the world. And there were German subtitles for the movie Carib, Carib Single with Irfan Khan where they simply took the English subtitles uh, and translated <laughs> each word yeah. one by one. And it was hilarious. It yeah. was the best we, movie ever. It yeah. was the best yeah. experience ever. We laughed our asses <laughs> off. And uh, because of something like what's cooking, it's it's not something you say in German. So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And uh, most of the time we were quite baffled and it was really fun. Yeah, we, most of the time we were just thinking, thinking about what they really mean. So we were translating the German subtitles to back English. to English <laughs> and trying to figure out what they're saying. Yeah. My God, I want to learn German just so I can experience <laughs> that. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the super chat question from Eric Webb. Eric asks, what are some stories or themes that are unique to Indian cinema that you have come to really appreciate? For me, it's there's often this family dynamic within a lot of movies, you know, reconnecting with family. Um, Ustad Hotel, uh, that movie really moved me. You've got this young guy. He's He doesn't really know what to do with his life. He has a bad relationship with his father. He connects with his grandfather through cooking. And, you know, I like that. And I... That's not unique exactly to Indian cinema, but it's quite common, um, and I like that. Uh, what about you, Jimmy, Dennis? I think there are also many movies that has that have uh, social issues that uh, address social issues, like for example, uh, Patman, which is a biopic about a guy who invented a sanitary uh, pet machine because uh, it was a big problem in rural India that women couldn't afford uh, sanitary pads. And it's also a big taboo to even speak about that. And that a big movie, a big Bollywood movie even, addresses something like this and tells it in a, in a fashion that everybody can relate to it is something 
quite cool, I think. There are also many movies like, for example, Three Idiots or Charlie that uh, feature a protagonist who is uh, a little bit different, who is uh, acting outside the social norms and rules. I think that's that's something that we've yeah, seen many times. It's this topic with you may be you may be different, but it's not it's, it's nothing bad, and you can be whatever you want. It's it's this with so many movies where this is a topic. But I I think what I like about Indian cinema in general, uh, a thing that brought me into it is this. Maybe it's this more obvious way to show e emotions or show love or show this this is it's that it feels more like a movie sometimes so they don't um try to be subtle they just show you how it is they show the eyes of someone who's in love and they show he's how he how he spins his head and it's, it's sometimes it's very I, in this yeah sometimes I, I i just i just love the way how obvious it is and that's not meant in a degrading way it's it's I, i love that it feels like a movie and i guess that's pretty unique for indian cinema cool matt um so there's a lot of movies uh in a, there's a few movies in america that have like a small town feel to it where you have a collage of characters but there's a lot of indian movies that do that where you have a whole bunch of characters in one location or one town and you feel like you're a part of this city. Uh, Ranga Stalam was a recent one that I saw. I wasn't a big fan of the ending and I went into that in my review, but the core of the movie where you had this town and all of these different characters that they did some great characterization with, you fell in love with the town itself. The town was almost its own character. Uh, there's a lot of Indian movies that do that, where you have multiple characters that you end up falling in love with the group instead of just an individual character. But also uh, a lot of Indian films that have the song and dance included in the movie. I'm not a big fan of what I call the music video, where they have a music video that they filmed before that they're using for the marketing purposes, and then they just drop it in the movie at some random moment. Mm. I don't like that. However, no. I really do like the song and dance sequences that are good that take place on set with the characters during that situation. One of the examples I use all the time is Rajnikanth in uh, Basha. In the beginning, the first song sequence is with the auto drivers. Uh, I guess you would call it not just the taxi, but they have the three-wheeled bikes. Uh, the auto drivers, they were having their scene and then they go into this song and dance but they're still on location they're dancing and singing with the auto drivers which is awesome because they're all like hairy guys and not print you know they're not clean and uh, then it just flowed right out of that into the story so you had a nice flow in music and then out and it reminded me a lot of like the many of the musicals that we had in the u.s in the early part of the 19th century Uh, 20th century, sorry, in the early 1900s. Um, we had a lot of musicals, and we just don't have those anymore. And so when a, when a song is really good, and it makes sense to have it in that part of the movie, it's not distracting from the story, and it takes place on set, I love it. 
and we just don't get very much of that anymore. So I see many of those musical moments, something that I miss out of cinema that I think can add a lot of value if it's done right. Yeah, I think the best song and dance numbers are the ones that really move the story along or underline a certain theme. For example, Three Idiots has this all as well sequence that is really all about what the movie is all about. And later on, there's Zuby Dooby, which is this love theme. And both of them are an integral part of the story. And so they are great. Uh, man, another thing that I really like is that many of those actors and actresses are these all-rounders. It's just like in the uh, 20s or uh, 30s in, in Hollywood, Hollywood. Though, so they can't, they can, uh, well, they don't, they don't always sing, sing themselves, but they can dance, they can act, they can do everything. And there's this, this power and energy and they show what they got. And I love that. I, I really love that. We have a name for people like that in Australia, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the Hemsworth brothers, just Hugh Jackman. Oh, no, no, they can't. Well, Chris is all right. The, what's the other one? Liam. He's, Liam. Oh, he can't act to save himself. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we might leave it there. Um, we've been going for quite some time, and there's the lag and all that stuff, but I'm, I apologize for my terrible internet. Um, our connection has been fine. Um, well, I just I'm, don't know I'm what's happening. Send with you a video. Yeah, that would be good, man. Um, I might just upload that one once I have it. If you can Dropbox it, do you have Dropbox? I'll just put it on my Google Play or my okay. my, my Google Drive. I'll send you a link. You can download. Excellent. I'll download it and re-upload it. That way, people can watch a decent copy of it. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me, guys. Thanks. This is kind of like the first one of these. We'll be doing more next month. I hope to have some different people on and then you know we'll mix it up we might bring um jimmy and dennis back with somebody else and then matt back with another person i know a lot of people have been saying in the comments do this once a week um <laughs> yeah i don't think we all have that amount of time guys <laughs> we would love to if we could all do youtube full-time i'm sure we would all be more than happy to do this once a week or once a fortnight but unfortunately we all have jobs and other things to do um but yeah we will definitely do more of these uh jimmy dennis would you like to uh plug your channel yeah of course you can uh, find it at the jimmy cage on youtube you can also find me on twitter instagram and facebook at the jimmy cage and that's about it yeah and i'm at the buddy meister on twitter just on twitter and well i'm on youtube i also have a a, a podcast about film music and yeah well you can find all of this out in at the body on twitter awesome uh do you guys have anything coming up that you'd like to plug uh what i think well we're watching well, in in the midst of watching magadira from from ss rajamuli maybe this one will be our next review and, we'll... and there will also be a, another episode of uh, buddy loves bollywood which is this huge special review format that is over 30 minutes long and oh, wow. we are finally wow. doing pk but i can't say anything <laughs> more when this will be finished because it's a lot of work awesome uh somebody asked me about a rehash episode i'll get to what i'm doing very shortly matt would you like to just plug your stuff uh yeah i've got two youtube channels Korkan nala and Korkan nerd Nerd is American, Nala is Indian movies. Uh, I also have a SoundCloud where I turn a lot of things into podcasts. And 
I'm on Facebook and Twitter of at Coracon. I'm on Instagram as at Coracon Prod for productions. And everything is really on Coracon.net. So anything you want to see is going to be there. But uh, yeah, I'm all over. Just type in Coracon. It'll come up. I mean, it's a unique name. So if you Google Coracon, all my stuff just lists out. It's kind of nice. Cool. Well, maybe, Matt, you can take the audio from this and put it on your SoundCloud or something if you have the time. That would oh, be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Excellent. Cool. Do you have anything coming up that you want to give people a sneak peek at? Uh, well, I am doing going to be doing those reviews for uh, Sacred Games. And uh, I might have two interviews. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> They, I can't really announce who they are yet, but well, fingers crossed. I really want these two interviews to happen because I think they would be a lot of fun. I think it might actually be more fun for me than it would be for people to watch them, <laughs> but I really want to do these interviews. So I'm hoping it happens. Well done, man. Awesome. Well, for me, somebody asked me about a rehash episode. Uh, Nathan and I haven't had a chance to put anything together for a while he's been busy but we do have something planned uh there's something i've got coming up that i can't tell anyone about yet um but that's going to be around i don't know it could be next week could be a month's time i'm not sure but there's something very special that's going to happen and i need to have that linked with the next um rehash which will be an indian movie um, it, it is the remake of or ripoff of the classic South Korean film, A Bittersweet Life. Um, that's all I can say for now. But we have something very special planned for that. Uh, 49,000 subscribers. I'm almost at. I am going to... My Patreon people know this, but I will be releasing an old song of mine. Uh, I've made... Well, I haven't made it, but a, a, a fan of the channel made a music video um, just using, I think it was oh, an old horror film that is like uh, copyright free. So there's nothing to worry about there. They've done uh, like, uh, like a karaoke thing. So you can see the lyrics come up as the song plays. So that'll get released around the 49,000 mark. 50,000 subscribers. I'm in the process of working out a film clip uh, for a music video for a new song that I've written. I haven't done music for such a long time. I've had a song that I've been working on for a couple of years and I think I'm ready to release that. Um, all my old stuff, don't buy it off Amazon. Don't buy it off iTunes. I don't see a cent of that. Go download it illegally. This is the only time I will promote piracy on my channel and it's when you take my own stuff. Uh, I own it. You guys can download it. It's fine. I don't care. Um, but yeah, this week is going to be South India week for my channel. So I'm looking at films from South India. Uh, Hatsumi has donated $20. Thank you so much for that. That's amazing. Um, she says, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Uh, well, thank you all for joining me on this. Uh, hopefully, next time we do it, the internet works better. And we'll have a diff we'll actually have a topic that we will talk about. I just thought 
for the first episode we'll just get to know each other um talk about each other's channels all that kind of stuff and that's what we'll be doing next month with the two very special ladies i have i've been accused of this channel being a sausage fest so i've reached out <laughs> to some more ladies and they've actually gotten back to me so yeah thank you all for watching really appreciate it uh you guys have a great day morning wherever we'll see you morning. soon <laughs> bye. bye 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 ciao uh, stop broadcast hang on it's stopping